0: is a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius.
1: Hate to say I told you so. Oh, who am I kidding? I love to say I told you so. And I did tell you so. On the Battleground podcast back in February, March, and really through May, I was talking about it. How if Biden got away with shutting down the Keystone without too much pushback, He'd go for the Michigan Five line next. And I nailed it. Why'd he go for Keystone first? Here's what Keystone does. It takes oil from Canada and it moves it all the way down the country to refineries along the way, mainly in Texas. Then it's refined, put on a ship, and off it goes to the world oil market. It's not Oil that we really use. They started with that one because it wasn't going to really have a, a, a big effect on, you know, how much oil is available, available in America. It's refined oil. Michigan is a different story. It will directly impact people's ability to heat their homes. This during a winter that the Farmer's Almanac is forecasting will be a record cold winter. For the record, the Farmer's Almanac has an 80 percent accuracy rating for forecasting stuff like that so this is literally cruel so where people aren't going to physically notice anything's missing from keystone except the people that would have worked on it this is very different this is the next step
0: Americans are in store for an expensive winter as energy prices are already headed sky high and President Biden's people are considering shutting down a key pipeline project in the upper Midwest. The White House just yesterday confirmed it is in fact reviewing the environmental impact of a proposal to replace Michigan's all important line five pipeline. If President Biden decides though to kill it, it's gone. Where is the White House calendar? It's about to get cold. Americans across the country preparing for a struggle just to keep the heat on. Many say this is the worst time to mess with the nation's fuel supply. One worker says losing the Michigan pipeline would have disastrous consequences. It would be devastating. You know, uh, shutting down line five means you're shutting down 40 percent of the crude oil into the region. I can't imagine that the administration would want to lose good paying union jobs, uh, hurt people on a precarious income because the price of fuel goes up. The price of everything goes up, including heating your home and make us competitively disadvantaged to the rest of the world, especially here in the Midwest.
1: That is exactly what the plan is. What is the Biden administration actually doing here? Oh, they're executing the Barack Obama energy plan. Remember this from when he ran for office?
0: Under my plan uh, of a cap and trade system, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket.
1: Yep. It's not a bug in the system. It's the plan. Former Texas governor and former Trump energy secretary Rick Perry described it another way. He's right, too. What they're doing is every regulation, every agency of government, every way they can to stifle and kill
0: the fossil fuel industry.
1: Americans simply don't understand how bad this is or exactly how bad they plan for it to get. Once you understand that the Democrat Party isn't really a party or even a political philosophy, it's a totalitarian doomsday cult. They believe, I am not kidding, They believe, and their plan, is based on one universal principle. If they cause enough pain and suffering, enough freezing, enough death, enough rolling blackouts, that the batteries they need to achieve their green future will be invented by someone somewhere. They don't currently exist. In fact, by 2035, when Joe Biden has promised to electrify the entire grid, they won't exist. That's a problem. See, the problem is, up to half the time, depending on where wind turbines are in the country, they don't spin. And in order to run anything on wind, you need a massive, highly efficient battery system to store the electricity when the wind turbines are spinning for the times they aren't. That technology does not exist. It would cost billions and billions and billions of dollars if it did right now. It's probably not going to exist in an efficient enough manner to power a country in our lifetimes. But the Democrats, being the doomsday cult they are, believe that the evil capitalists are holding back this technology from them and will produce it if we are all punished enough. I am not joking. This is literally The plan. And as you can see, there is no plan to the plan. You can't predict when this invention will come. They simply plan to cause misery, sit back and wait for it. All while transitioning our economy to total electric. That's why there's 10,000 charging stations in the Biden bill. Oh, and did you see this? The full scale of their demented wackery. In the New York Times, in an article called Biden Administration Plans Wind Farms Along Nearly the Entire U.S. Coastline, all of it, they'll line the People are going to flip out in these uh, areas, especially the heavy tourist ones. Yep, they're planned for the Gulf of Mexico, Gulf of Maine, and off the coast of the Mid-Atlantic States, North Carolina, South Carolina, California, and Oregon. Yep, to um, wind-powered developers by 2025. This is a radical remake of our energy supply. And the problem is, again, it literally doesn't
0: work.
1: They can't make enough energy to power all those cars. Think how much more energy they'll need if they're going to go to a total electric fleet like Joe Biden claimed. I mean, he's telling us what he's going to do. I played the clip for you. He's going to buy millions of gas-powered cars up and toss them off the road. Yet somehow we're going to power them by plugging them into these charging stations that are going to be run with wind that doesn't run half the time. It doesn't make sense. It's totally destructive. And it's exactly what they're planning. How bad will it get on every front before it ends? On Friday's Insane Thing podcast, I told you this Bank of America predicting a 45% increase in the cost of gasoline at the pump by June. 45% increase by June. What's the math on that? Well, at an average price per gallon across the country of $3.42, The average gallon will cost just a few pennies shy of five bucks by June. Listen to Energy Secretary Jennifer Grantholm cackle about this. She's actually being asked about $4 a gallon gas, which, believe me, by June, we're going to be begging for. And listen to the question. He asks her, what are you going to do to increase domestic production? She answers as if he asked her, what are you going to do to lower gas prices? She dodges because the answer is nothing. We're not going to increase domestic production. We're going to do everything we can to shut it down. Here's our energy secretary laughing like a lunatic.
0: In Sturgis, Michigan, it is $2.89 a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the Home plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh, my God. That is hilarious. Would that I had the
1: magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC. And they made
0: a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning.
1: That is a crock. She was asked, what are you going to do to increase energy production here in America? Note the Dodge. That's because they're busy killing it. The media has done a really abysmal job of putting together how. For starters, the Biden administration shut down leases that were in process. Those were ones that people were bidding on, getting ready to bid on, that were going to be drilled. They got sued for that, and they're currently tied up in court. But in the Build Back Better bill, which is really better called the Bankrupt America bill, the Democrats shut down existing leases off of all of our coasts. It would be absolutely devastating to the American energy industry. You want to understand why gas prices are so high and why OPEC is back in the driver's seat. Folks, the Wall Street Journal um, under Trump's last year actually proclaimed that America had broken the back of OPEC. They could no longer control prices because we had so much supply. In fact, Texas alone could dominate the world and energy supply to the point where it could to control prices the way OPEC used to by turning off or shutting, you know, turning off, turning on um, the oil supply. Whatever happened to that? Oddly, the only per- person who seems to have figured this out in the mainstream media is Fox News Giggle Girl, Carly Shimkus. I haven't seen anyone else put this together. Or explain it correctly. Um, and then I was talking to somebody who lost their job on the Keystone Pipeline, and he said something really interesting. Because remember that um, oil and gas that um, was supposed to be coming through the Keystone Pipeline, it's still coming into the country just by truck and train, which is dirtier than a pipeline. The reason that he says oil and gas prices are skyrocketing—I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a number of reasons—but as it relates to the Biden administration, is because oil and gas companies don't want to start new projects because they're. Afraid afraid to, to, you know, waste money on things that the Biden administration would ultimately kill. So it's not so much the fact that the pipeline was killed, but it is because it sends a message in the oil and gas industry that the current administration is not a friend of theirs. And it's definitely affecting people um, in their wallets. Bingo. So here's the history. This is why the prices are what they are. And it is directly the Biden administration's fault. Go back a couple of years OPEC was in a panic because they saw what I was describing. They saw that Texas alone could control the price of oil. That's how much we were producing. We had become the world's foremost energy producer. So OPEC plus Russia, all those folks, went to war. They did the only thing they could do. It was the only move left. They turned on the the spigot. Like, I mean, turned it on full Force The idea was to shut down the mom-and-pop frackers, that you would lower the cost of the products so low they'd go out of business. To an extent, it worked. Everybody loved it. Gas was so cheap during the Trump administration because OPEC had been driven to absolute desperation. And they had to stop because these mom-and-pop fr- frackers, they were popping up like mushrooms all over the place. Well, it worked, and nearly half of them went out of business or consolidated um, and that kind of thing. So that went on. Um, but long term, it wasn't a good move for OPEC because eventually prices were going to come back up. You can't prevent that forever. And they can't leave the spigot all the way open forever because all of their economies depend on the oil revenue. Anyway, they got lucky because then COVID hit. So those mom and pop fracking operations have just sat idle or they're not really you know, being used. Like they would right now. I mean, normally you'd have an explosion of people going into that industry right now and taking all of those, you know, old pumps that are offline. They put them back online, but they're just sitting there. And the reason that they're sitting there was that, think about this, one of the first things Biden did was Keystone. That was a sign. Do you want to put um, your whole farm, bet the whole farm on opening one of those? Oh, heck no. Not if the first thing Biden did was shut down Keystone. And so prices have skyrocketed because OPEC said we're in the driver's seat again. Thanks, Joe. And that's exactly what's happened. This is why to keep gas prices high, the Biden regime must strike again. They must shut down another pipeline to keep the fear. But here's what they also know. They watched Biden go to court, like I said, and fight to end the new leases. And if you're in this industry You know, because you keep up with it, that if the Build Back Better bill passes, the existing leases, the ones that are actually in use, extracting oil and natural gas every day on our coast, will be shut down. What would that say to you? There's no way you'd put your money into reopening that well, even though you could make a killing if you did it. Because if the Democrats are willing to shut down those coastal leases, they're coming for yours next. Obviously. Now, the irony of this is that things are much dirtier. The old oil that used to go to, from Canada down the Keystone Line, that was intended to, that oil, that'll just go on trucks and on rail. It's still going down to the refineries. We'll just pollute more along the way and make it more expensive. And darn, if that's not exactly what will happen in Michigan. The UK Daily Mail reporting it will take, are you ready for this? 2,100 trucks a day to haul the propane down that used to travel that Michigan line. It'll make it a lot more expensive, and it'll pollute a lot more, and it'll punish everyone who uses it, but it won't stop the flow, which shows you none of this is about the environment. All of it is about control. It's about necessarily skyrocketing prices. By the way, the article I got that 2100 truck figure from is UK Daily Mail White House studying closing Michigan Line 5 pipeline despite concerns. The price, by the way, is staggering of closing line five, $20.8 billion loss in economic activity across Michigan, Ohio, Indiana and Pennsylvania, $8.3 billion reduction in um, combined gross state product, $2.36 billion loss in salaries, wages and benefits. 33,755 jobs loss, and 265.7 million lower annual state tax revenues. In short, a total bloodbath. That's, by the way, um, from the Consumer Energy Alliance. I got it off Fox News. So this is exactly what they're doing. Total out-and-out economic destruction. Hey, did you notice that this is going on across so many sectors? The Democrats have completely caused and could change any moment the supply chain back up. It's as if they're shutting down all the systems that capitalism depends on, as if they're deliberately crashing all the delib- delivery systems in our country. Don't think they're not. It's one of the tricks they've used over the last 100 years in authoritarian regimes. Shut down the food supplies, shut down the supply lines and, yes, shut down the energy. Create the crisis, wait for the panic, and then show up with the government solution, which is always more government and more authoritarianism. No, this isn't about green energy. This is about destruction of capitalism and the middle class that stands in their way and the rebirth of a whole new system.